You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored, which just surpassed 10,000 downloads. What? Wild. <laughs> Woot woot indeed. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me via the Zoom studio is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? Doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing so narcissistically well that I didn't realize that I only saw me on the Zoom. And I was like, that's fine. (laughs) That's funny. That's fine. Can I see a head pop over? Well, so basically when... So Ronnie can the way that the podcast studio is set up right now because we're we're doing some work on it. In fact, if you check our Instagram story, you you might actually see a picture of what it looks like now. But the computer is facing the mirror. Normally, when I do Zoom or do interviews, I I turn the computer so that it faces the blank wall. But so now, anytime I do anything, Ronnie's going to see it behind me. So yes, Audacity was recording over the Zoom because I don't trust Zoom <laughs> recording anymore. And I, that's why I couldn't see Ronnie, so I moved it. Now you guys all know what's happening in my podcast studio right now. Your amen. <laughs> yay. Amen, indeed. <laughs> woot, woot, amen. These are, these are just some of the things that we're going to be saying today. So we are yep. back, and we're counting down to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We're continuing our retro series with a look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's wild that this movie came out in 2017. Yeah. Six years. Six years ago. Oof. What a time. What they, a They doubled ride. their extension because the first one was 2014. They waited roughly three years, mm-hmm. and now they're waiting six years. Oh, Does that mean is Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy 4 going to come out in 12 years? Well, so this is supposedly the last quote-unquote Guardians yes. of the Galaxy, definitely at least with this with this group. Cast. And we'll, we'll talk about we, – we did talk about – we did an episode on the holiday special, but we haven't really talked about the Guardians and some of their other stuff. So we, maybe at the end of the episode we'll talk – you know, Infinity War, Endgame, Endgame, Thor, Love and Thunder, and just kind of yeah. what we expect from this film. But before we do that, before we dive deep into the world of Marvel, let's dive first into some DC news. Now, this is going to be, it, it's a lot of DC stuff going on right now. So last week we mentioned uh, Superman Legacy was in pre-production um, mm-hmm. to coincide with the 85th anniversary of Superman, which I have an article up on the website. So if you guys want to check that out, it's just a, a brief little discussion about Superman and what made him so everlasting and what can you shut your mouth you shut your (laughs) mouth right now so fun fact we when we painted the podcast studio we put in an accent wall and I wanted a very nice royal blue and producer Melanie goes you mean a Superman blue I said royal royal blue because Superman is royalty well actually fun fact I now have a Superman wall and I'm putting up a Captain America wall (laughs) opposite opposite parts of the studio so they can't conflict yeah but anyway, so we're going to kind of not talk Superman right now, but we're going to talk to Flash because it is Flash week for us. Between So at the time of recording, we just got a brand new Flash trailer, and the Flash Arrow episode is airing tonight at the time of yes. recording. So you might see, because obviously Ronnie did not, under any circumstance, in the three weeks that they had off, catch up on the Flash at all. What's that? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so the Flash has been very busy. He also they also showed a brief cameo of the Flash on Titans last week. That's not a spoiler. It's you know it was very literally second a flash a flash <laughs> blink and you miss a cameo but it's it's nice that all this multiverse stuff is happening right now and for us the multiverse fan cast it's kind of our bread and butter so let's talk the new flash trailer just dropped and mm-hmm. ronnie just watched it like literally we started the episode i said ronnie did you see the flash trailer he said which one and i said the new one he said i knew that not right did not see it at all until 38 seconds ago. <laughs> so I had to sit here for two and a half minutes just listening to bits and pieces over Zoom of Ronnie look <laughs> and trying to read his face as to get a reaction. And I told him to, to hold it in. And I told him to just, you know, compartmentalize it and put it right next yeah. to his parental trauma. And just... <laughs> it worked out well. Dark. <laughs> wow, that went 30 that, plus years. That dark it went dark fast. <laughs> but any. Jeez. Call me Batman. No. <laughs> no, he has both. He doesn't have any parents. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. So he's we, got parental issues. <laughs> yeah, but see, he could have just gone to therapy and then become a philanthropist. But okay. <laughs> Basically beat guys to near death. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael Keaton has a... Michael Keaton's Batman has a high body count. Just fun fact. Mm-hmm. But why don't you give us your initial thoughts on this trailer? I like the first trailer better. Mm. This, this one... It's like semi confusing because you see Ben Affleck's Batman fighting. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is there something happening on his Earth, or does he get transported to this? You know, what Earth is this? Did this? No, so so it's it's not a different Earth. Basically, Barry Allen goes back timeline. in time. It's a different timeline. Yeah. So what it looks like to me, and this is just my theory, I feel like Ben Affleck is in the opening like some sort of opening set piece with Barry and Batman doing some, some justice leaguing. Yeah. And cause there's a great shot of, it looks like Batflex in the air and something explodes behind him and he kind of twists himself like very yeah. like badassly. But I, I have to say seeing Batman in the daytime is always a little jarring, but I yeah. think both Michael Keaton's Batman and this gray and blue bat suit really, yeah. they, they make it work for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we got to see, the Supergirl suit. It it looks it looks good. It looks better than when we first saw it. Yeah, you know, like so. originally because originally when when we first saw the Supergirl suit, it was just behind the scenes set photos yeah. and like the cape wasn't there. But that was also the same for Henry Cavill. A lot of times mm-hmm. the cape was was CGI'd in. CGI, yeah. So so it looks better than what you know the set photos. But again, that always happens anyway for the most part. Oh yeah, I mean, it looks better, you know, in the movie, but. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of good to it. I don't know, just for some reason, I like the first trailer better. That's fine. Than, than this one. But I'm still excited. And again, the they they aired the movie. They, they like, screened did it. Like first, yeah, they screened it at CinemaCon. CinemaCon. And, and reviews it's have gotten been... really, really good reviews. I But that makes me a little bit more nervous because they're not going to release the bad reviews. That and also... How many times is the critic score? Because again, there's a lot of critics at these things. Mm. Not too many quote fans at them, you know, for the most part at these screenings. So it's like the fans always disagree with the critics. So it's like it's going to be uh, very interesting because also, like Shazam got fine reviews, yeah, but bombed. Yes, and you know, like 
we're we're in this point where DC's a little iffy. The, Michael Keaton's going to be the big draw of this movie, and it, and it's and it's yes. smart that they're leaning into him in the trailer. You know, they'll want to get nuts. Let's get nuts. I hope yeah. we're not seeing all the best stuff with him now. Yeah, I, I agree. There's that won't that. I don't know if I really like the suit when he says that. Mm. It doesn't look like his suit. His suit is literally just black and yellow. I think and it's, this is like it's more because he look. I love Michael Keaton, but oh my god, he looks old in this. Yeah. And it, so I, I always had a problem with Michael Keaton beating up anybody. Yeah. Because he does not <laughs> look into – like I know, I know I have a bat flip, like like that's my Batman for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But like I will always say – and most people agree, Batfleck has the most physicality to a Batman followed by Christian yes. Bale. Like they're the only ones that really put on the muscle for it. It's mm-hmm. funny because like Val Kilmer was '90s fit. '90s fit was so yeah. weird. Like you had James Bond as '90s fit, where yeah. he like Pierce Brosnan would not be wearing a shirt, but they're like, Does, I don't know if he is he ripped. Is he? It, yeah. Can he shave? Like what's going on here? <laughs> he's all right. <laughs> he's he's doing okay. Like good for him. But yeah. I, I Michael Keaton's gonna be the big draw. However, he's definitely he's weathered. What is yeah, he like seventy? It's yeah, um, something like that. Yeah, seventy. Yeah, early seventies, something like that. But like, he's the same age. He's the same age as the original guy who played Alfred when he played Alfred. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But but it's crazy because it's like, all right, so he doesn't look seventy one, right? Yeah. He he does look younger. He looks great. But at the same time, like even when he was the first, when he was first Batman, it's like he he's nothing special about him. Like what what did he do before? Like he doesn't do action or. Or even like Mr. Like Mr. Mom Christian. and Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like, come on. So it's like, it, again, it's going to get a big draw because a lot of people say, like, he's one of the best to do Batman. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, know, he's a so. bad favorite. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited for this movie. They, apparently, the big things they say, like, it's got a lot of heart, good humor, good story. Which yeah. are like okay, DC, try trying again. Yeah, all right, cool. And Ezra Miller is really good in it too. I heard. And we'll, we'll when we get closer, we'll talk a little Ezra Miller. Like we we here at the show will never like we'll make fun of Ezra Miller. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like it's, you watch some of the things that he did, and like you, everybody was yeah. talking about it, and it was such a big. We're very glad that they're getting help. And mm-hmm. Andy Muschietti, the the director, kind of talked a little bit about Ezra Miller. And, yeah. Because right now there's no plans for a sequel. They're not sure exactly where this fits into the DCU. They're waiting to see what happens when it comes yeah. out. Yeah. That, um, that's what they said. They said they're they're not sure. They're going to wait to hold off to determine what happens next for Ezra Jay, Miller. James Gunn is really hyping this movie, though. Like, he's hyping yeah. it more than he's hyping Blue Beetle, which comes out soon, too. Yeah. I'm sure once this movie comes out, they're, they're going to hype the shit out of Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. I mean... Honestly, like I think I'm, I'm more excited to see Blue Beetle than I am the Flash. the The Blue Beetle trailer excited me more than the first trailer for Flash. Yes, which is saying something because Keaton's in the first trailer. Yeah. So, I think though that the other trailer for Flash was better just for the Batman music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say. I, I did like I did like that at the end of the trailer, where they showed like. Affleck's bat symbol and Keaton's bat symbol, and then the super the Superman super symbol, symbol yeah. and then you know, very cool the Flash one. So that that was pretty cool. Yeah. So that's gonna end us with the Flash discussion because, like I said, I might even do an article because Ronnie is not caught up on the Flash for the Arrow episode. I might just do a quick article and then a quick review in our next episode. 
But uh, yeah, so let's talk Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, the only the only series in the DC, or the MCU that has designated volumes instead of chapters yeah. or anything like that. It's otherwise every other film has been either I think Iron Man was Iron Man one and two and three. Then mm-hmm. Thor had different names, had yeah. titles, and so did Captain America. But mm-hmm. this one is very Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, Volume Two, Volume Three. Yeah. Initial thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. All right, Ronnie, I'm going to throw it to you. Are you ready to catch this? I'm ready to catch it. All right, sports, go. All right, so good. Not as good as the first, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it it did its job, you know, to push the storyline and everything. There is, there's bad, but there's also a lot more good Mm -hmm. with, with the movie, like, you know, I, I didn't really like the ego much so much, but really? the Yondu stuff was amazing. Okay. So I'm going to agree with you for most of that. I do. It, this is a great movie. Uh, what do we give the first one? A four and a half? I think. Four and a half. So like this one is, it's a solid, solid movie. If it's on, I always judge a movie by if it's on cable TV, because I'm yeah. one of the like seven people that still have cable TV. <laughs> um, if it's on, I will put it on and I will enjoy mm-hmm. it from wherever it starts. I do think it drags a little in the middle. Yeah. Especially if, if you know it. Like I base a movie also on its rewatchability and rewatchability is usually action scenes and the actual acting. So mm-hmm. I, I I base this movie, the middle is where it kind of starts to drag a little bit. But yeah, I actually really like Ego and this this movie I use as justification for Peter Quill and Infinity War and we'll talk about that in a second. Yes. But for me, like while it's not as good as the first one, it is still so solid. And mm-hmm. they they took it's a, one of the few Marvel movies where they took almost everything that worked in the first one and dialed it up just right. Yeah. There are some things in this movie that don't work. And yes. Um, we'll, we'll go through that. But first, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk the new characters in this, fil- in this film, the things that we like, things that we don't like, and make some predictions for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. But first, a quick break. Hey, guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands. And the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on set as a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service. You're always looking to grow, and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash MisfitFaction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash MisfitFaction. All right, we are back, and we're here now talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now, or excuse me, Volume 2, yes, because we're not psychic. Now, if you guys have not seen this film, what are you doing listening to this episode? But there will be spoilers. We're not going to go too deep into the plot. We're more going to talk about characters and then things that we like and did not like. Mm-hmm. So let's start. We're not going to do too much on our current Guardians because the Guardians split up in this movie halfway through. Yeah. And I find that like it, it works for the most part. There are some. The only Guardian that doesn't do it for me in this film as much as they did the previous one is Drax. Yes, and I think everyone kind of agrees with that, where 
Drax was just trash. I wouldn't say he was trash. I would say they realized that Dave Bautista is really funny, and they realized that Drax was a very liked character. Yeah. And they he's the one character that they dialed up to 11, kind of like yeah. what they did to Thor. And it just doesn't sit well with me in that regard. Yeah. So the only thing that kind of sat well with Drax was him and a new character mantis yeah that like that stuff was really funny like yeah I, one of my favorite scenes is when mantis like is showing her empathy powers and yeah he just revealed your deepest darkest that was very drax yes but then all the talk of turds and nipples and i was like yeah that's where we're at okay yeah what are you five like, yeah <laughs> you said fart <laughs> i'm pretty sure at one point we did an episode where we talked about drax in this and yeah yeah but anyway so here we are with the Guardians are, are doing their Guardian thing, but there, there's dissent among the ranks, right? Rocket kind of wants to do his thing. He wants to be like that that asshole, basically, because he doesn't feel like he yeah. really deserves a family. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Rocket in this next movie. Yeah. But I think putting him with Yondu was the better choice. I agree. And then you obviously have Peter, Gamora, and Drax doing the family stuff and Nebula thrown in the mix because you can't... I, Nebula turned into the breakout character, in my opinion. In this movie, yes. I, I think in general. In the in the Guardians franchise, I think Nebula has been the better character that they that they came up with. Like, especially when you get to yeah. Endgame. She's fantastic. Endgame, yeah. But let's talk some of our new characters. The biggest is the antagonist, Ego. So you mm-hmm. said you didn't like Ego. Can can talk about it. Tell me about it. I mean, like, I don't know. There's just something, like, I, I don't like the character. Not necessarily the portrayal of, of Ego, because, again, he's a planet. He's egotistical, obviously. <gasps> what? Right? Like, who would have thunk? But, like, you, you knew off the bat, like, he had ulterior motives. He didn't want to be... Oh, I wasn't there for you, so now I want to be there. Like, I don't know, just like everything with the whole ego stuff. Like, you knew like what what was gonna happen, and you know, like I don't know. It's just one of those things that you knew what was coming, what to expect. Nothing like threw you for a loop, you know, with ego and anything. That that's the only reason why I, you know, Kurt Russell's Kurt Russell. I think you know. Great, great actor. So let, let's um, talk about Kurt Russell really quick. Apparently, Chris Pratt was the one who suggested him for the role. And Russell took it after seeing Chris Pratt's performance. And he's like, that's that's my guy. That's my kind of guy. Yeah. Kurt Russell's one of those guys who I just, I, if he's in a movie, I just enjoy him. Mm-hmm. But there's a there was a little bit of behind-the-scenes drama with Ego because in the comics, Peter Quill's father is actually a guy named Jason or Jason. I guess it's it's J apostrophe S-O-N. Yeah. So they changed it, and apparently they were only able to use it because after 20th Century Fox reached a deal with them to change the powers of Negasonic Teenage Warhead for Deadpool. That was their their give and take. (laughs) It makes you wonder how many things happen behind the scenes with Marvel, 20th Century, and all these things. Sony, like, we've only barely heard any of the Sony stuff. Mm -hmm. So it makes you wonder, like, what what goes on behind the scenes? But I re- I did enjoy Ego, and I think it in no small part to Kurt Russell as the as the actor portraying him. Yeah, and I think giving him an actual avatar as opposed to just having him be the planet he normally is was genius. Yeah, 
But we did get a glimpse of him, though, as like when they approach like as his actual planet form, which is very, yeah. very comic accurate. Now, another character that's new to this is and who is becomes a lasting character is Palm Clementive as Mantis. Yes. I like Mantis. Yes, I, I do, too. She was like a bright spot in this movie. A lot of your guardians were who they were. And sad. With the exception with the exception of Drax, obviously. But like everybody else in this movie was like n- there really wasn't anything to them. Mm-hmm. You know, except you know, you have a little bit with oh my god, Star Lord. You know, wow, I forgot who what his name was for a second. No, it's okay. You're um, a great podcaster, don't worry. Thank you. You know, like like he's got a little bit of a arc to him and a little bit of depth, you know, but Mantis is was a great addition. She was great in the Christmas special, holiday special, whatever the hell it was. So I'm going to say that they did not write her as the sister in this movie. Yeah. They, she has no indication of any knowledge of that towards Peter Quill. Yeah. And I actually, one of my favorite Mantis moments does not even happen in this movie. It happens in Endgame. So there's a scene where... For those of you guys who don't know, if you look at you gotta look at the background, and the endgame battle has so much going on in the background that like people are still picking it apart. But yeah. in the scene where Cap and Thor switch weapons and he goes, No, no, you get the little that one's mine, you get the little one. In the background, yeah. you see Mantis on top of one of those behemoth things, putting it to sleep, looking at it, kicking it to make sure it's still asleep, and then running away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. And yeah. she does a great job. I, I again, her and Drax go a little bit too much in the christmas special but like we really enjoyed the christmas special so i don't want to i don't want to deal with that but in all honesty like she was a great addition and still one one of my and i know we're going to talk funny our favorite moments in a while but when they do the hero shot and it pans around and all of them are there then she gets hit by something yes and she's unconscious and drags like mantis watch out out. yeah i i do that to people all the time like after something happens i'm like well watch out yeah oh my god be careful (laughs) But let's see. We have some other new characters for the most part. And then we'll obviously talk about the death of, of Yondu. But Sylvester Stallone as Stakar Ogard. Now, he and the original Guardians of the Galaxy, including... Oh, man, I don't have this list ready to go. Oh, boo. <laughs> Miley Cyrus voiced the mainframe. Sorry, and also your Zoom is in the way. Let's see. Michael Rosenbaum and a couple of other people have voiced. They're like the original Guardians, including Michelle yeah. Yao. Michelle Yao, yeah. So apparently Sylvester Stallone is in this new movie too. Yes. And I, I liked – that was a great end piece where, you know, they do the the traditional Ravager funeral, and I thought that was really nice for yeah. them. And then we have Aisha, played by Elizabeth DeBecky, and it seems like we're going to get a little bit more of them in this yeah. movie with Adam Warlock. She was a fine antagonist, a secondary antagonist. Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot about them. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have Chris Sullivan playing Taserface. Oh, thank God you said it. I was going to be mad if you didn't uh, say Taserface? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It's one of the best reactions to a name. Because you – so, all right. For those of you guys who don't know, who have not listened to the show for long or you guys are new listeners – I love when characters say their like superhero characters or villains say their hero names or 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 you know villain alias whatever it yeah. is. You know, even like uh, Jamie Foxx doing the I'm Electro, still I love it. Yeah. You know, we tried to make an, an intro with all the names and I I've tried really hard and it has not gone well. I'll, one day I'll fix it. 
But for those of you guys who don't know, our intro is actually a shortened version of the orig- of the intro I made with all the character yeah. names. But anyway, I digress because I'm terrible at editing. But <laughs> I, I, it's one of my favorite reactions. He's like, Taser face! <laughs> and it's just rock. They're all cheering and they're like losing their minds. Yeah. And then Rocket in the background. Rocket ah! laughing. Yeah. Dummy. And then like he makes them all laugh. And that, that was pure Rocket. And it was yep. perfect. I do want to lastly mention, we did have one of our favorite... I hate to say it. Favorite character deaths? Like, what? Yeah. With Michael Rooker's Yondu. Yondu. Sacrificing himself for Peter. The whole, yep. he may have been your father boy, oh. but he ain't your daddy. Daddy, yeah. We got, who knew that we would get so much character development from Yondu in this movie? Yeah. They do a great job, and that is a credit mm-hmm. to, and also his, his, you know, the scene with him and the arrow is still fantastic. Yeah. But, it is probably some of the best writing that the MCU has ever done. And it's still like mm-hmm. when it, when it happened and him and Chris Pratt kill it, like they really yeah. deliver it. And it is just, man, like I'm getting like chills. I'm getting a little choked. I up. know. I, I was just going to say like, like I got, I got chills, you know, but Yondu, I think is the number one character in this movie. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion, I think he's the big star in this movie. And, you know, with with you know his arrow and you know the his sacrifice, the writing for him in this was was really good, and you got to learn like his story and everything because you know like they talk about how you're not a ravenger anymore because you were taking kids and stuff like this, and he was like, no, like this is why, and you know it turns out he was right. You know people didn't believe him. You know, and then, like you said, you know, to me, my favorite moment getting ahead of ourselves is, you know, the Ravenger funeral. All right. So we'll start there with favorite moments. The Ravenger funeral. I think we can both agree that it is a great moment. And, yes. you know, like I like seeing cultural stuff in, in you know, mm-hmm. like because in all honesty, if there is alien life and that would be a great MF Uncensored topic, throwing that out there. If there's alien life. <laughs> Aliens. But anyway, yeah. their traditions and their customs would be very different and yeah. very strange and very foreign to us, just like ours would be to them. Mm-hmm. So for me, like to see something, it's it's alien, but it's also very human. And it's just, it's a great scene. And like all of them are very emotional. Like the emotions were running high run going into it. And then yeah. like, you know, Rocket's like, I told everybody what he did. And, you know, like he, he saved the galaxy basically. Yeah. Because Ego left his seed everywhere suggestive very suggestive oh yeah yo can you imagine being alive for billions of years and being like yo i gotta get some and i'm gonna i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make a baby that can make superpowers like wild yeah i'm just gonna make my rounds yeah a lot of rounds but so we have that is one of our favorite scenes do you have another one that pops out to you i can go Uh, again Guardians of the Galaxy does great with their opening scenes. I I was thinking about the opening scene. Shining, shining, everything. Yeah, and it's just group like, dancing. Like, like it's an action set piece. At the same time, it's you're you know you're rolling your credits. At the same time, there's comedic relief in it. It like again, even with Volume One, Two. You know what I mean? Like like that's one that like I I do love. That's another Drax moment that I like, too. When when, when he like he comes he's like, ah with the little daggers. He's and just he, as, the skin's just as tough from the inside. Inside, <laughs> yeah, right. So actually, 
the, your favorite, this favorite scene actually ties into one of my other favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. Something about what happens off camera or out of focus or like in the background always makes me laugh. Like the yeah. best example I have is is Avengers Infinity War. When Iron Man, or not Infinity War, excuse me, Age of Ultron. Iron Man busts into the, the Hydra bunker and they're all shooting at him. He's like, guys, let's talk this out. Stuns yeah. them all. And he's like, good talk. And you just hear one guy in the background. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it always gets me. And and producer Melanie makes fun of me for it. But in this movie, you have two instances where things are happening outside of the main focus. This is one of them, the opening credits, where the focus is on Groot and introducing us to this new baby Groot and all yeah. the things happening in the background. You know, like characters like, ah, ah. Yeah. But the other one that makes me laugh is the bomb scene where it's like, do you have any tape? Yeah. Let me go ask. Trax, you got any tape? Yes. Yeah, scotch tape works. Well, why yeah. would you ask about scotch tape if you didn't have it? Like, it's just <laughs> that sort of thing always makes me laugh because it, yeah. it leaves so much to your imagination and it's based on the comedic timing of the actors. And Chris Pratt has great comedic timing. Oh, God, yeah. But I, I will I will say also a second favorite scene besides the Yondu scene. The Yondu death scene is in its own category. We'll, we'll put that yeah. off to the side because we'll, it does showcase a lot of great acting chops and Chris mm-hmm. Pratt was a comedy guy. But the scene where... Ego lets it slip that he killed Quill's mother. Yes. You get the dolly zoom where it like zooms in on Quill's face and he snaps out of that trance. And we get to see the Peter because people still give Peter Quill shit about smacking Thanos around when he's like, no, you killed like you didn't kill it. She's still this is the first instance of seeing that Peter Quill reaction. Yeah. And it's something that in this moment of godhood where he was feeling infinite power and he was seeing eternity and all that, the most human part of him came out. And that was, I hate to say it, pure vengeance. Yes. He had the most human reaction and it mm-hmm. gets mirrored again in Infinity War. Yeah. You got one more favorite? I, I, so there's two and they both involve group. I, li- I like the scene where he tries to get the fin oh. for Yondu. And he brings him like an eyeball, a finger, and like all this stuff, and like the hat, the hat, and, and like, it goes back and forth. Like he doesn't even like hats. Yeah, like like that, and the whole button scene. Oh him god! Yeah. It, like which button? Like that was the teaser trailer. Yeah, and it was right? perfect. Like, yeah, and I don't know, like like those two like stand out to me as well. Mm. You know, to go with like a funny type of one. I I that, those two are another favorites. All right, so I'll do one last one, and then we'll kind of make some predictions. Um, mm-hmm. The the arrow scene on the bridge. Yes. Where the music starts going, and that thing's mm-hmm. just whipping, and you get, like, yep. Rocket and Groot are firing, and, like, all these things. It's just Groot gets yep. his revenge on the Ravager that made him drink a beer. <laughs> yeah. Monster. I, I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. That's why I didn't. That was going to be the one I said. If you didn't say it, I would have honorable mentioned it, but yeah. And I will honorable mention the entire fight scene with Ego. Where um, mm-hmm. listen to the wind blows or what's break the chain? That's the name of the song. Yes, it, it, they play that song twice. It's very rare that we get a double mm-hmm. dose, and yeah. both times it really works. Yep. Did you like Peter Quill's outfit better in this movie or the first one? I kind of like the trench coat, I, more earthy space one in yeah. this one. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that this one was better. It's hard to compare because they're both very different. It's either the trench coat or the short leather jacket. Yeah. I think the trench yeah. coat was way more dramatic. Yeah. 
I mean, you you are a sucker for trench coats. Oh my god, I love a good trench coat. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so, all right. So in my work, I have a long raincoat, and I had to wear yeah. it this weekend. And I I'm not gonna lie. When I was walking, I was like, "Yo, dramatic as hell. Look at oh. this." Well, Look at I, me in a trench coat. Well, I can't put my arms down. So yes, you guys can't see the yeah. video, but Ronnie's viciously making fun of me. Anywho, <laughs> so. Now people who don't know what I look like are like, is he fat or jacked? Jacked. Jacked yeah. is the answer. <laughs> All right. So any predictions you want to make? Because we're recording a little early this week for yeah. for scheduling purposes because we don't want to miss any weeks. But mm-hmm. any predictions for volume three? I don't know. There, there's I'm like trying to remember like in like, you know, trailers and stuff like that, what there is. Prediction, I think... We're going to have two Guardians die. I'm going to say Rocket's going to be one of them. Rocket's going to be one of them. Self-sacrifice for Rocket. What? Self-sacrifice for Rocket. He's going to sacrifice himself for his family. Yeah. I I think Rocket's going to be one. And part of me is thinking it's going to be probably like Mantis or Drax. I would say Drax because they're they're trying to make it seem like it's going to be Peter Quill. I don't. I, I honestly don't think it will. I don't think it will either because I think you want to keep the possibility of Chris Pratt reprising the role because I think he plays it so well. You can always get someone else to play Drax. You know, you can always get somebody else to voice Rocket if you ever need to. You know what I mean? Like, so I think either definitely Rocket, in my opinion, and then Drax, Mantis, more so, like you said, more so Drax than Mantis, but I feel like it. If there's going to be two deaths, it's going to be one of those who's going to be the second one. It can't be Groot because he's already died. It would be just, yeah. it'd be lazy storytelling. But I, mm-hmm. I really do think it's going to be, unfortunately, those two. Yeah. But we would love to hear what you guys think. If you guys want to let us know, you can email us at misfitfaction at gmail.com, I think. Yeah. I, I always forget if it's the or misfit. It's misfit. <laughs> no, the, no, the. Yeah. Our website, though, is themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but all of our other shows, and also news, reviews, articles. I'm doing articles on, I'm doing reviews on all of Gotham, Gotham Knights. So, did question in the back, excuse me. Did we want to do a Star City rating? Oh my God, what is happening? Yes, Star City rating <laughs> for Volume 2. Dude, it's late. Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. It is fantastic. It is a great movie, especially if you watch them back to back. But in all honesty, Volume One is just a little bit better. Yeah. Hit it. Oh, you're, okay. I that, didn't know if all, you no, no, if you were gonna go more. No, that's all right. Wieners. So this is a tough one for me. Really? I'm. I might be that guy, but <gasps> be that guy. That guy rules. Sex drive. <laughs> right. I love that uh, movie. I might go three point seven five. How many years have we been doing this where we keep saying you can't do it is increments of 0.5 or nothing? I need to because I'm like, I feel like, so I gave volume on a 4.5. Yeah. I I don't think this is a whole point lower, but I think it's more than half a point lower. That's why. God. uh, So, like, I'm torn between a 3.5 and a 4, but that's why I want to go 3.75. Not to annoy you, um, even though that's what I'm good at, oh but gosh, so good at it. <laughs> I, I have to go 3.75. I, I think, again, there's a lot more good to this. I just think vo- volume one was ha- a little bit more than half a point better. 
than this movie. I, I can't really go three five to it, but I also feel like I can't go a four just just because they're they're again the whole Drac stuff is a big turn off for me. Oh my nipples. Yeah, and like the whole Nebula Gamora stuff was beautifully well, it, done it was, storytelling and ended on a totally righteous note. But okay, it, no, not it, the show. It was good, quitting, but like the show, quitting the show. It had nothing to do with the overall story of Volume Two, which is like why I'm like it wasn't fully. The whole needed. point of Volume it, Two is family. It has more to do with Infinity War and Endgame. It has to do with family. That's why Vin Diesel's in it. <laughs> I finished my wine, so I'm dramatic. All right, I'll respect your rating. But if you guys yeah. would like to let us know what you think or participate in our Fan Feedback Friday or anything like that, we have our social media networks. We're all over the place. If you guys check out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you guys will find us. Just type in the Multiverse Fancast or the Misfit Faction, and odds are you'll find some of our stuff. And as always, we have our Fan Feedback Friday. Now, if you guys are looking to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, every Friday between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we drop it on our Facebook page, so make sure you guys check that out. This week, drop your predictions for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. All right, we have, bye Drax, Rocket's gonna die, Marvel finally learns not to kill their villains, and we will see Adam Warlock in the future. It's the last Guardians movie. Adam Warlock is going to encounter an internal. That'd be fun. And Groot stuns everybody by saying Jitterbug, picked up by listening to one of Quill's mixtapes that includes Wham. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for participating. Again, if you guys are looking to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, find our Facebook page, the Multiverse Fancast. Like it, and every Friday between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that is going to wrap us up for today. Don't forget, if you want to participate in any of our activities, find us on social media. We're very social and media media yeah walked into it walked into it really hard you know normally i'm very good in fact one i had i did an interview and i'm not sure if it's out yet it's i think it's in like three weeks from this release where i do the intro and i do it like you know you and i do it and the guest actually said oh my god i thought that that was a pre-recorded intro that you guys did every time i was like compliments gotcha tricked you no no cap but anyway so that is going to Oh, God, I'm in my 30s. That is going to wrap us up for tonight. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya.